Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. Before we begin, let me set expectations with a bit of a warning. This episode is going to push the limits of Nighttime's promise to focus on the fringe of Canada. Tonight, we're likely going to cross whatever line it is that separates the fringe from the simply bizarre. I'll set this up for you the same way it came to me. It all starts in the Nighttime Podcast's UFO-themed discussion group on Facebook. It's a group called UFOs Above Canada. In that group, nearly 5,000 members share and discuss UFO sightings and Canadian-leaning news related to the UFO phenomenon and related topics. Often, posts in UFOs Above Canada include links to articles or videos or eyewitness testimony. But last week, there was one particular post that captured the attention of the group. It was a post from a new member. Her name was Candace, and it went something like this. Good morning, all. I was wondering if there are any people living in Kingston, Ontario. Since December 3rd, 2020, We've been taking pictures of crafts over our house. We've counted up to 22 at once. The pictures vary and show distinct characteristics as well as shape-shifting. I also have pictures of crafts with hatches open and small orbs flying out of them. Now, I even believe I have pictures of portals and crafts coming through these portals. We are two older people who are not looking for this experience. It came to us. And I'm not technically savvy. I sincerely need someone to help us identify, examine, and file away these pictures. If there's anyone in this group who can help, we would really appreciate it. Now, for me, this call for help related to an ongoing UFO mystery is far more than I can resist. So I offered the best help I could. I'd assist these experiencers in getting the photos off their phone and onto their computer, and then I'd give them a platform to share their story. And that's what's going to happen in this episode. So let's get to it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, we'll be joined by Candace and Anagate. And our topic is who or what keeps appearing in the skies above them. Candice and Anagate, I'm so excited to talk to you both, and I'm so proud to have you on the show here tonight to share your story. How are you both doing? 
We're well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. And, and where are you at? You're in Kingston, Ontario? Yes. In is that where you're you're from originally or is this like a new place for you and the reason i ask is i know a lot of what you've been experiencing seems to be happening you know right above your house what is your connection to kingston did you grow up there no um i'm originally from toronto Mm -hmm. onagate is from up north uh the eagle lake area Mm -hmm. lake Uh, of the woods lake of the woods Mm um i lived in australia uh eight years of my life as well um traveled a lot so kingston for me was a place where i raised my children Mm -hmm. they went to school here and we sort of had roots that way but really other than that kingston has just been sort of my stopping place (laughs) let's jump right into it when did this start I, I know you, you see, it, it seems like you can go outside and look up and things are going to start buzzing around and changing shapes. What, like, when did this start for you both? So Anagate um, left his apartment the end of November and came to stay with me in Battersea. Mm-hmm. I was renting an apartment in a house right on the lake, Dog Lake. We decided for him to come stay with me while we searched for a, a place we could share together a larger place. Mm-hmm. So because he smokes cigarettes, we had to go outside a lot and we're out there at night when we noticed this, what looked like a brightly colored star, but it was very low over the lake. And so that's when I got my, I, I don't have a camera. I just had my cell phone and I, took a video of it, and then I decided to just take snapshots and simply stand there, and I took about 30 shots, I think. Mm -hmm. When we took them in and I enlarged the pictures and saw the shapes, we were shocked to see they were cube-like and that they were shape-shifting. They were shifting each, although it was the same object, each picture was different hmm. in in the picture. And that's when it started on December the 2nd. Um, it was cloudy that week. You mean so just, just like three months ago? It started December the 2nd. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, we noticed when it was a cloudy day, they didn't appear. This was at first. December the 6th, December the 7th. December the 14th, December the 17th, and then it became much more regular. Then we noticed other stars that were peculiar looking. And at one point, Onagate counted 22 of them in our backyard. It, how, when you see them most often, how high above your home, your home are they? Like, is this something, it's hard to tell in the photos you share, but are right. they, it, does it appear they're like low in the sky or is this something high up like a star that you see? No, they're too low to be a star. You can tell they're too low. They look stationed. Mm-hmm. They look stationed and the ones around us were stationed. They sometimes moved slightly, but we always knew where to look, where they were going to be. And in Battersea, there was one, and I think I sent you a picture of it, right over my house, mm-hmm. like, Right above us, like a, like a, like. And a, then we we we've seen them come in and station themselves. 
like like travel to your area and just stop in the sky like above your home yes yes huh um i find it fascinating that this happened so quickly out of the blue but before like november and december when this started did either of you have any connection to the ufo phenomenon like is this something you were into or like <laughs> no no i'll tell you the truth no i was never into it but i had the most incredible experience on june the 4th 2019 mm-hmm. i was with my daughter we were simply at the corner of um, division street and concession street at the max milk store 9 30 a.m when i looked up in the sky and um we pulled the car up we were going to go in and get a coffee and i happened to look up and see the sun and i'm thinking oh what a beautiful day this is going to be and out of my peripheral, I saw the full moon, a huge harvest kind of full moon in the sky. And I said to my daughter, look at that. What the heck is a full moon doing there so close to the sun? And she was on her cell phone. She looked up from her cell phone. She looked at it and said, oh, yeah, weird. I went back to her texting. But I kept watching. When I realized the thing was moving, it was moving. And I screamed at my daughter, look, it's moving. And she stopped texting. We Uh both watched it. It moved to the left. I don't know my east and west. I'm sorry. (laughs) And it placed itself over the sun. When it did that, a very light gray eclipse occurred. Hmm. And the gray eclipse started to, to agitate like this, like really, 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 really fast. And in the middle of it was a white dot. And it started to grow like a spiral counterclockwise. And the whole thing started to rotate at an extremely high speed. Wow. And we, I cannot tell you how long we sat there. We were like a deer in headlights. Hmm. And although she had the cell phone, she tried to take pictures. It wouldn't work. And all we could manage to say to each other during while we're watching it was are you seeing what i'm seeing (laughs) what are we looking at it took me a year i was so afraid to to tell anybody i finally got hold of mufon and i reported it a gentleman called me at home and interviewed me for an hour (laughs) over that sighting and told me that one other person in this area saw the same thing. Weird. And I just reported it. Yeah, and that would imply it's something local, because if something blocked the sun and caused an eclipse on a summer day, that would be, you know, all of Ontario would notice it. But if it, it would have had to be pretty low to where you are for it to be something that just affected your immediate area. So that, yeah, that's really interesting. The interesting thing, too, was when it finished... It seemed to us like the sun shot up. And so I wondered if we had missing time. Huh. Right? Oh, like the sun kind of changed positions? Is that what yeah. you mean? Ooh. Yeah. It, it looked to us like it shot up in the sky. It shot up real fast. Hmm. Almost like, like time hit fast forward for a second for you. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. And this is something I always want to ask people who've had multiple fantastic experiences like this is there anything about either of you that would stand out in such a way that 
this would happen to you more than another person? Like, can you think of any reason why if they, if there's these living beings that decided to show themselves, is there any reason why they show themselves to you both? Well, I can tell you something. Mm -hmm. I was asked by the MUFON man when he was interviewing me, he asked me about my childhood. <clears throat> Pardon me. And he asked me if something interesting or different happened to me when I was a child. And it's a story in my family forever. And of course, I instantly told him about the hands in my window. A pair of hands appeared in my window. My sister was with me. And the hands were talking to us. I know it sounds strange. Mm -hmm. But they were talking and then like sign language and then pointed at me and then did something else and then pointed at me. And I remember that my sister and I were stunned. We couldn't move. We were terrified. And I don't remember how long it was or anything else because I was only like five years old. Wow. But we told my parents and they showed me there was a window well under my window. And they said to me, if anyone had their hands in your window, honey, they had to be seven feet tall. That's freaking. And that the gentleman said to me, that's not unique. They often will pick a children and they imprint you. And I asked him, well, what's imprinting? And he said, they're preparing you to meet them. Huh. That's something. Um, so if, if that happens, as you're a child, you had this experience. Come June of 2019, it seems to heat up in that situation with your daughter. But whatever is yeah. happening over the last few months is when it really hit its fever pitch. Because it's like a, oh. you, you're a member of the Facebook group. I'm in UFOs Above Canada, where yes. people share UFO sightings. And yes. the posts you've made and the pictures you've shared that you've shot just within the last two or three months have just taken over the discussion in that in that group with surely the amount of them like what what do you feel like something's happening or something's coming what do you make of this i feel something huge is coming mm -hmm. i don't know what it is i have no idea i'm not alone in that feeling mm -hmm. um my pastor that i mentioned uh, pastor bean he also feels something huge is coming. Um, this experience that we're going through is so out of this world. Hmm. I finally had to contact the Facebook group. I, I, I had to do something um, because I really would, I feel that we need to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. What is, who are they? Mm -hmm. Who are the pilots? Why? Are they showing us clear pictures of, for instance, I sent you pictures of one with hatches open and with things coming out of the hatches. Um, the lights. And now they're showing me pictures what looked to me to be like a portal, hmm. some kind of a portal. And I'm not sure if that's what it is. I'm guessing. I sort of feel like <laughs> I'd love some somebody to look at these pictures and help us. To understand what we're seeing. Let, let's try to understand what it looks like to the naked eye. So when the most recent sightings you saw was, was this evening, I believe you saw yes. some. 
So yes. give me an idea, like what do, what do you see to the naked eye? You walk outside tonight, Anagate's having a smoke. <laughs> what do you see? The star. It looks like a star. But the main star is changing different colors. It's a multicolored star. So to me, it's not a star. Mm-hmm. What am I looking at and what is it? Because it's changing colors really fast randomly mm-hmm. like like flashing like blue green yellow white right but and here's really the thing well, here's the thing uh, it'll turn its lights off when i'm taking pictures and allows me i know i know it is allowing me to take the picture and i sent you some pictures where it's just white and you can clearly see the cube clearly see the entities clearly see everything and it lets us do that. Tonight was a cloudy night. And we've noticed, what, the last few weeks? When it's cloudy, they open the sky for a very short time so we can get our pictures. And then it closes they know, out. They know we'll go outside at 7. And they allow a half hour to a one hour opening. Break. And you can't, around us, it's all clouded. But just in our area, there's an opening where they allow us to see them, and then that's it. Tonight, we saw nine. How close have they gotten? I know there there are times where you said they. it seemed like they came lower to your home and were just above yeah. you. How, how clear of a view have you gotten with your naked eye so far? Oh, in Battersea, when we were more in the country, they were so close. Like three miles so close and very low. We find here they're up higher. They stay up a little higher because we're in the city now. Um, well, we, we we plan to do an experiment. We want to go down to Lake Ontario and see if anything happens when we go down there and see if they follow us. We want to see. And this um, Battersea, I, I don't know the area. Is that far from where you're living now? It's about a 20-minute drive north of the city okay. in, into the country. And there's lakes out there and we were on dog lake it was called the the reason i ask is it's um it seems like the experiences have followed you from battered sea to where you are now which yeah. would you know it, it just implies that um that it's connected to you rather than connected to the geographic location you know or or the sky above where you're living <sighs> and then my my question trying to understand it when the COVID-19 started the lockdown, that's when I started seeing them. Hmm. And then like Candace said, I'd phone her and I'd say, Candace, go outside and look. This is what I'm seeing. I thought I was going crazy. Thank God I have her with me to witness this. Yeah, we've been very thankful we've been together through this. Because um, we've both said that had we been alone and witnessed this, I think I might have gone book myself in somewhere (laughs) (laughs) when we try and share this with friends or acquaintances they'll listen but then later on they'll don't want to hear about it don't even talk about it Mm -hmm. or or we get we get told we're crazy and and i'll logically look at the person and say okay here's a picture clear as a bell i simply walk outside and take a picture how does that make me crazy i don't get that It's 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Anagate, what is your history with with the UFO phenomenon? We've heard Candace's. Have you had any connection before this experience or this series of experiences? Well, the first time when I was three years old, I encountered a family of Bigfoots. And throughout my life, I've seen Bigfoot people. And while we were at Batterson, Batterson, out at where we were living, mm-hmm. I showed Candace in the snow the footprints of a small Bigfoot mm-hmm. in a bigger one. And she saw the footprints. And I says, they've always been around me, and I'm not scared of them. And I smell them. Hmm. So that's been my experience. Yeah, and, and a lot of people see a connection between Bigfoot experiences and UFOs. There are possibly some connection I've beyond heard that. that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Um, and and what is your your background, Anagate? Your name is unique, as is your accent. What is your background? I grew up in a traditional way of life, Nishnabe, and I. Raised in the bush, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a survivor of the 60 scoop, mm-hmm. and I don't read and write English, and uh, I follow my traditional way of life, and because of the way I was raised, I'm, I'm very uh, spiritual. I'm a very spiritual uh, being, and herbs, and uh, no different uh, spirits and stuff. Uh, and I have a very God connection, and I'm very connected to uh, Mother Earth and the Earth and all of the good beings. Mm-hmm. And I've been told many times in my life, um, I'm an empath, and I'm different. Hmm. And uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Anagate, let me ask you, in your background, like among your people, are, are UFOs a presence? Like, does this does do UFOs have any meaning in your spirituality of, of your people and, and, you know, in the way you were raised? Like, is this a part of your life or is this new to you? No, we have legends about them. Mm-hmm. Can you give and me any? We have, any? we have rock drawings on them too. Really? In Ontario? Yes. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a child, as you were growing up, the idea of UFOs visiting Earth or aliens visiting Earth wouldn't have been far out to you? That would have been a part of your belief system? Yes. In fact, he's... I'm the one freaking out as I'm seeing these things, and he's looking at me and saying, oh, I don't know what what you're so worried about. I grew up with this. Our people have always believed in the sky people. So... Wow. That's 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 amazing, and I've heard um, it, people who are who are firm believers that there are entities out there visiting. Um, a lot of times, believe that 
if you're accepting of them and open to them and have an open mind and an open heart, that they're more likely to show themselves to you. Uh, yeah, I know, true. and Candace, I know you mentioned that you and Anagate began living together just recently. Do you yeah. think the two of you being so close may have had a part to play in them being willing to show up and show themselves? I, you know, we've wondered that too, because together, our, our, like I'm very spiritual as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much a God, believer in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a religious person, but I... Spiritually. Spiritual, spiritual person. Okay. And so together, our spirit together seems to be very strong. Mm-hmm. And um, may, we've thought maybe this is what's attracting it. We're not sure. Because um, I'm thinking, you, you had described these experiences when you were a little girl with the fingers in your window. That story is, that's shocking to me. When I when I picture that, that um, and imagine that happening, that it sends shivers down my spine. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, later in life, I was about 18. I had a shadow man, the man with the hat, the guy with the hat and a suit on, like the long coat. Mm-hmm. He was at my bed. He came to my bed. And I was frozen in fear. Frozen. And he, I, all I could see was a black face, and then he smiled, and there was these big teeth. And I remember think this feeling of, he's going to kill me. I was terrified. I was only 18. And then I remember, maybe I'm Sicilian back here background and I remember laying there and I got angry really angry I got angry that I couldn't move I got angry that this intruder was in my room with his big ugly smile and I got mad at him and I remember saying to him in my mind if you're gonna kill me do it get it over with or get the heck out of my room (laughs) and he (laughs) laughed and he left wow yeah um and then because of what I've been going through, today I fall under that category. I will never look at a plane or a helicopter the same ever again. Ever. Ever. So, We're so out we- one night. Mm-hmm. It looked like a helicopter, but there was no noise. And I told Candace, take a picture of that. It looked like a helicopter. And the picture came out as clear as it could be as was a craft a different craft. It wasn't a cube, but a different craft pulling something, yep. but it was definitely not a helicopter. <laughs> so, so let's get into some of the, some of the things you're seeing. So you've described seeing cubes, things that look like portals. Like what are some of the common shapes and features that you're seeing above your home? The cubes have a common feature each time. It, it always had this little black circle on the side I got to know where its lights are on the front. I got to learn through all the pictures how every characteristic of it. But then other crafts started coming. Hmm. And this one craft that's coming now has a huge black circle, like a huge black hole looking thing. And it's flat. It's a flat shape with this hole looking thing. And now we're getting seeing things coming in and out, like the cubes coming in and out of that whole looking thing. Hmm. We've seen cubes, and I I think I shared with you, in the sky when I'm taking the pictures, 
there's hundreds of what I call twinklies. They're little lights in the sky at the same time. These lights have started coming down. And last week, it was eight feet away from me. And I took a picture of it. And in I took seven pictures, I think. In the one picture, it was a little one-inch cube. And in the next picture, it was a little entity with two little eyes looking at me, like, like little orb eyes looking at me. Hmm. And it was just, it, it just stayed there and posed for me in the picture. Hmm. So now my friend tells me that while I'm taking pictures, they're coming down and covering my body. They're coming on my back. And here's the thing. I see them, but they allow her to see them through her camera. Now, the closest I've come to seeing anything like this is on Tubi, on, on uh, the app Tubi. There's a show called Lights in the Sky. Mm -hmm. And the lady did a documentary on this very thing. And she used forensic computer programs and yep. so on on, the, on, this, on this. But she does not have pictures like I've come up with. So I'm hoping to contribute to whatever work she's done already. That's yeah, that'd be amazing. Many, many nights she goes out, take pictures. We come in, blow them up, look at them. It's the same cube, but everyone is different and they ship shape really fast. And we always, what are we looking at? <laughs> yeah. I, I've noticed that about the about your photos, Candace, is you'll have a series of photos shot the same evening. Yep. of strange objects but they all look a little bit different but do, do you feel it's like we, the same one it's the same one yeah and, and when they arrive when you see them in the sky above you can you do you remember like this is the same one from three nights ago like do you oh yeah hmm. yeah it's always the same one yeah you that's how you feel is it's the same one that's oh, changing yeah. color and shape and there's several mm -hmm. there's there's four primary ones that station themselves above us in a diamond, a diamond, um, diamond uh, pattern. Yep. Four of them. Yep. They're always stationed in the same place. And then we had the one that was always and over our house. Between the dipper. And there's one, the one that we always know is. Oh, we got one by the moon the other day. That was a new one. A new one by the moon. Yeah. Hmm. But there's four that were always in this truck. Um, diamond shape in the sky always hmm. and then the others come in to, it's like they're all observing us or something we kind of feel like we kind of, sometimes we feel like there's other crafts coming in observing us interacting with with this with the, this craft if that makes sense and yeah. then they're watching us we're watching them and i really feel they allow us to watch yeah. them yeah that's I feel like we're being we're being educated, mm -hmm. educated. It's and it's all been in phases. Like first they let us see the cube, then they showed us that it shape shifts, then they showed us hatches, then they showed orbs and cubes coming out of the hatches, um, then they showed that they were entities. They were actually like light beings, mm -hmm. some kind of entity. I don't know. One photo you you sent me today was a very clearly like your your typical extraterrestrial face what is the story of that photo with the, oh. the, the face 
Well, that was one I sent you. Um, <clears throat> I have others. We started getting pictures like that that look like a face. Mm -hmm. And that's one. And some of them look like reptilian faces. And some of them look like cats. Yep. Some of them look like cats. There's different faces, which I'm willing to show you. You know, I'm trying to organize all these pictures and oh, yeah. put them in. We've, we've, you know. we've done tech support over the phone the other, or over the internet the yeah. other day. <laughs> Thank my, you so much. My, oh, it's, it's worth it to see the photos. I was glad to do that. But we are feeling that they're introducing themselves to us. And we do feel alone. Mm -hmm. Very alone. Well, it's even to have a UFO sighting, one singular would be a unique experience, exactly. a one in a lifetime experience. But it seems like whatever's happening with you both over the last few months is well beyond what is what is normal. It's you're, you're able to walk outside most evenings, it seems, and they they show themselves like there's a unique I'll be, relationship. I'll, I'll, wait, I'll be right back in a minute. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know where he's going. Sorry. Oh, he's going to come back with an alien to sit down and talk. <laughs> um, well, you know, we joke with each other. Like he'll go out for a smoke without me and he'll say, now, if I don't come back, you know, come look for me. <laughs> yeah. Because honestly, this is why I came forward because honestly, we were hearing people say, oh, back in 1993, I saw a UFO. And I'm saying to Anagati, you know, um, we're seeing this all the time. Mm -hmm. And this is unique. It has to be. This is weird. This is too serious not to come forward with this mm -hmm. and tell somebody. So, what we're yeah. And now coming forward on a, like a, a Facebook group dedicated to UFO sightings is one thing. But to your friends and family and, you know, your acquaintances, I'm assuming you tell them about what you're experiencing. What reactions are you getting from people? <laughs> It's interesting. Um, for the most part, it, I think it scares people. Mm -hmm. um, people that are just your ordinary people go to work, raise a bunch of kids. You know, your biggest worry of the day is what to make for supper. And then you throw them a picture and says, look at the cube. I'm, look at this. Look at they, it. They can't accept it. it it's, it's too much. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of them don't even want to hear it. Mm -hmm. They don't want to know about it. It doesn't fit into their paradigm, their bubble. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I totally understand. Yeah, I, I can understand so, as well. It, it I, is... Because of that, though, because of this paradigm we're in right now, it's very lonely. Mm -hmm. And family and friends don't really understand what we're going through. We don't... At first, we were so confused we were trying to reach out for someone to give us some interest help us help please like and then we realized we were on our own like the people that are what on your show right now if they could give us answers like what are we seeing what are we looking at what's mm -hmm. going on but what and i'll tell I, you what's I'll interesting say, why me i'll tell you what's interesting to us so we're when we were in battersea dog lake there was some fishermen on the lake and the star was right over their head. And I said, Tonagani, 
Why don't they just look up and see, look at it? But they didn't. They were sitting there drinking and having fun. And I'm thinking, I don't get this. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> look up. It's right there. Well, maybe it's not intended for everyone. Um, that's what I'm starting to think is both of you have, when in hearing of your history and your backgrounds, it seems like um, there's something unique about the two of you. Putting the two of you together, I think, is maybe just what it's taking for them to be willing to show themselves to you both. And I don't know if you're if you're ever going to find an answer because what's happening if if it is what you think is happening, it's too unique, I think, for someone to make sense of it. I think if anything, there will come a time where you just uh, like you, how you how you described it being like an ongoing educational process. Yeah. Eventually, maybe you'll have learned whatever lesson they intend to teach you, and that's as far as it's going to go. Like in your mind, has this been? Is this a positive thing that's happening so far? Like it doesn't seem like you're afraid or worried. Do you know what? I got to tell you, I can't think of anything else. Um, it To me, it's so exciting. It shows me there's way more to life than what we understand. It makes me excited. I feel like a little kid. We're like two little kids anymore. Like we'll have our dinner at night now and and we, we go outside and say, oh, let's go out and see our friends and let's see what they're going to show us tonight. <laughs> and then sometimes she said to me, I need a break. Yeah, there's sometimes and I can't take it. that goes for me too. I'll wow. take a three-day, four-day break. We, we, and we and won't I'll even go outside. Her, we won't I'll, even go outside. I'll tell her, not tonight. I need a break. Yeah, can't take it. It's too much to assess. It's yep. too much to take it in. It's too much. It just, we, we sat numb. So many times for days at a time, just numb, hmm. numb. I can understand that. And um, then like, like the cubes I see in the sky, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, it's a cube and it's flashing really fast, but then it'll spin and there's another cube underneath it. She even has the pictures of those. Oh, I sent, I think I sent that to you, Jordan, the... The cube with the entity on the top of it. Yeah, that was that was unique. Uh, one thing I want to ask you as well. You often talk, Candace, about seeing something, and I think you call them frazzles or sparkles, kind of that are coming I, down. I gave them the nickname of twinklies. Twinklies. That's a word. Yeah. Tell me, describe the twinklies. Describe. Sometimes they're just at like a pin point, big, like a pin, and they move really, really fast, and they're. They flash. Anagati seen them land on me. They, he saw them the other night touch my face three times, like as if they were giving me a kiss. I'm not even kidding you. At first, they landed on my back and on my hips. Those are the pinpoint ones. The one that was eight feet away from me on posing was about the size an inch. I guessed it to be about an inch big. The orbs that appear in my pictures. I have many, many orbs now, many. Because while I'm taking the pictures, I call them the twinkly orbs, whatever. They come into the pictures now. So I haven't sent you those pictures, but mm -hmm. I have many of them. And in most of the pictures, they're two little, I call them eyes, but it's like two orbs together that look like eyes, but it's a being. 
It's a being. A light being? It's a light being. Hmm. And then tiny little cubes. And But the, it shapeshifts. Yes. And, and these twinklies that you see, they, they're coming from a larger object. Yes. So we figure they're coming out of the cubes in the sky. I showed you the picture of the hatches and things coming out. I have other pictures of the orbs, what, what, like 50 orbs coming out of the hatches, coming, going into the sky. Wow. Um, have you ever thought of having like friends over or something like having someone outside of your circle and yeah, showing them? Yeah, interested. <laughs> <laughs> no one's interested. We had three friends over a couple nights ago, mm -hmm. Saturday. They talked about it for a bit and then they said, that's enough. Mm. So we did a drumming circle. And sang traditional songs together. Yeah. My my son, my baby son, I was flooding him. Like when it first started to happen, I go to his house, say, look at this, look at this, you got to look at this. And he got to the point, he says, mom, you got to stop. I said, why? I, I Don't you think this is exciting? He said, yeah, but you're seeing it so much and it's so often. I'm bored. I said, oh, I'm sorry. Her one, her one daughter told her to quit taking pictures. I said, no. I was actually told to quit taking pictures because I got too many pictures. And I said, how can you have too many pictures? They're different every time. So the interest is not there mm -hmm. from my family and my friends. So I, I can understand it um, completely. My personal history with the UFO phenomenon is my grandparents had... Um, had often told my family members about a UFO experience they had in Nova Scotia in the eighties. And they would talk about it from time to time, but it was, it sort of became like this running joke and no one took it seriously. And right. it was, you know, at Christmas dinner, they would, we'd bring it up and laugh and, and move on. But to my grandparents, yeah. it was this life altering experience. So I can understand what your, fa how your family's reacting. Yes. But, and they, and I do too. Mm -hmm. What they don't understand is, it's so unique. It's scary. They're not giving me tell any, any, any. Tell um, them the one about you. They're not giving me any um, support. Mm -hmm. None at all. Like, they don't understand how lonely it is. Who sees this kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, where am I? Are we in Star Trek? Like, I love, I love science fiction. I didn't think I'd be living it. Like, you know what I mean? Like this has been insane, and it's very lonely. And it, and it's and happening at a very it's happening on a very unusual time during a very unusual time. You've already brought up the pandemic and this seeming to start up after the pandemic began. Right. I I know you you both don't know what's happening in the sky above your home, but do you think it's the pandemic's tied up in this in any specific way? You know, it's that's a curious question. Um, I just recently heard um, something very strange in the United States that in their COVID relief bill, they included a clause where they were demanding from some part of the government full disclosure on the UFO presence, alien presence on our earth. Hmm. Now, curious, isn't it? Why would you include a UFO disclosure thing in a COVID relief bill yeah. unless it's something to do with each other. Hmm. I don't know. 
Hmm. I just think, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I don't know the background of that, but I do think it's like anything this unique that's happening with like what's happening with you happening at such a unique time in humanity with, you know, the global pandemic happening. It's, it's just, it's hard not to, um, not, not hard. To, it's hard not to consider them being connected in some way. You know, one other thing, like we, we've talked about what you see in the sky. Um, some like people who are frequent um, experiencer of the phenomenon feel like they're receiving messages from whatever's up there. Have you ever had like a thought appear in your head that maybe felt like it was put there from someone else? Or do you feel like they're communicating to you in any specific way? We right. haven't, I, I, the only thing we're feeling at this point is education. Mm -hmm. We feel that they understand our limitations. We feel that they understand how much we can take. They understand it's been kind. There's a kind feeling. Mm -hmm. I don't feel it intruded upon. I no, don't, they don't intrude on us and they don't. It's polite, actually. It's, it's all polite. There's no fear. And, and I don't get a fear feeling yeah, from them. At all. And even though the face I, I saw, like I've shown you some pretty interesting face, um, I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling no fear. Um, but So at this point, we haven't had any thoughts come in. But let's just say it won't surprise me. It won't surprise me if that does start to happen. Mm -hmm. I, I feel the same way. You talk a lot about it feeling like an educational experience. Yeah. What are they, what are they teaching you or is it too early to tell? <clears throat> Basically, the whole concept, first of all, to two people, especially me, that this whole idea, I mean, I've, I've heard of it. I've listened to different people talk about UFOs, but to actually experience this, to actually bring it into your normal earthly paradigm. Like I'm a mom of five kids. I got eight grandkids, you know, normal life. And then all of a sudden this is in your life. They had to understand how shocking that would be. I feel that everything they've been showing us every night we go out, anything that they're showing us has been just the right amount of, information that we can handle some nights, that we can because we can't handle more some nights when i go out to go have a cigarette and it's dark out i'm hesitant to go outside because i feel some night i'm gonna step out the door and there's gonna be one standing there in front of me saying good day <laughs> hello yeah. We sort and of expecting I, that. We yeah, we are. That's yeah. true. We are both yeah. thinking that's so coming. In the evening, when I go to step, I'm hesitant to step out and I brace myself. And I, and you know, we joke, we say, you know, one of these nights he's gonna come back in and say, Hey, I got company. Um, put on the kettle. <laughs> you know? Well, when he left the the where you're sitting there, I I was not going to be surprised if he came back with <laughs> With company. <laughs> hey, we're in interesting times right now. Nothing will surprise me. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Life is stranger than fiction, honestly. Yeah, but the um, I if they do show up, I know what they look like because the photos you send, 
that mm. one in particular of the face is uh, mm. that's re that's really something. Just because it's it's like I've seen the photos that that go around of a, a light in the sky that's a bit of a blur, and it's hard to really make sense of what it is. But when I look at this photo, it really has the features of that typical alien gray alien face. Oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating. But I think like. Yeah. Or the grease good or bad? <laughs> well, I should be asking you. <laughs> I don't know. You, we you, know nothing. We we know when, nothing. I feel no fear. And then she has pictures of white light faces of them too. I feel no fear. But as I said, we also got other faces. Like, I'll try to find Cat it for you. Cat faces. Cat faces. Lion faces. There's another face that looked and like crosses. an ant. Another one that looked like an ant person. Yes. And so that's why I started thinking, okay, are they showing me different races? And are we being introduced to the Galactic Federation? Hmm. That's what it, I'm thinking. Yeah. We're, well, you, you talk about education and it seems like every... There, you're getting these little kind of micro lessons in different things. It's it's still vague and unclear what they're teaching you, but it does right. seem like you're slowly getting more information. And I think, like, if this keeps up, it's going to be a really interesting conversation that we're going to have in a year's time. Oh, in a year's time? Holy mackerel, the way this has been accelerating and going, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, like, a three months time. Let's see what's happening in three more I months. I looked at Candace a couple of weeks ago, and I said to Candace, it was at night. We just finished watching them. She took pictures of them. And I said, Candace, I'm failing this course. Terrible. I said, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to pass this course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, if something about you both has led to this, I'm sure of it. So I think... Uh, I think you're gonna you're gonna pass whatever it is. I don't think there's any there's any option. Um, you mentioned the Galactic Federation that came from. It was another leader in another government that used that term describing a connection they had with alien races. I'm guessing you you must have read up about a bit on that, Candace. It was you... an, um, it was um, the first time I heard it mentioned was our ex Defense Minister of Canada, uh, Mr. Paul Hellyer. Mm -hmm. He talks about it quite openly mm -hmm. and it's educating as many people as willing to listen. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when I first heard it. And then recently in the newspaper, there's, um, you can look it up, the Israeli, uh, an Israeli finance minister or, or defense minister, or I forget his title, but high up there, <clears throat> excuse me, said that they're here, that he claimed that Trump knew about it was told not to declare that they're here, the people weren't ready for them and all this sort of thing. You can actually look that up. Hmm. It's, it, it should be available online. Yeah. I've, it was in the newspaper. Um, I've often heard people say like, um, you know, if, if the government knew they wouldn't want humanity to find out and they would keep it a secret. And I used to, um, I used to think like, no, the government would never do that. But I think this the pandemic, if there's one thing the pandemic has taught me, is that if the government knows about aliens, they should not mention it to people because people will go nuts. Uh, you know, you know with... I think that's the main concern with our governments mm -hmm. is that they don't feel people are, are ready. They I, don't I... feel people could handle it. If people knew 
that there's evidence, strong evidence, that we have no weapons against them. None. And uh, 120 military um, went to Congress, National Press Club a few years ago and reported, they were all from nuclear stations and they all reported over and over again, these beings came in and neutralized their weapons. So they've reported it to Congress. It was in the paper for one day because they feel the people should be allowed to know this. Mm-hmm. But the governments don't want people to know that they aren't as powerful as they say they are. I, I can understand that. But I think... I, oh, go ahead. Me, personally, I don't think, like, religion, religious people, like certain Christian groups, spirit, they're not ready. So the government does not want to disclose that because it would make them question their... Their existence, their, their, their reality, belief system, right? And I don't think people are ready for it. I can, yeah, I could see that. But I think even if the government doesn't, if the government knows and they decide not to tell us, there's nothing to stop whatever is in the sky from finding the right people and letting them know what's going on. And I well, can't that, help but think that's what's happening. That's interesting you say that. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Doctor Stephen Greer. Mm-hmm. but he believes they're here, they're friendly, they want to make contact with us. <clears throat> He's been pushing for that through the government, getting nowhere. He was holding workshops in the Arizona desert, and they were making CE5, it's called the CE5 connection, and they were making contact. He got shut down. Mm-hmm. And so what's been happening is a lot of the people that followed him are doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and they're making our own, their own contact and doing it without the government. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, wondering if that's what's happening to us here, the same kind of thing. Well, it almost seems like it's the other way around because it doesn't seem like there was anything you did to invite no. this attention. I did not ask for this. <laughs> no, no, no. no there's like someone. Nights ago, mm-hmm. She asked me, she says, do you think we're the only one seeing this? And I can have good humor. And I looked at her teasingly and I said, I hope so. I hope we're not the only ones. <laughs> but I was also being serious. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, this has all been fascinating. I can't thank you both enough for taking the time to tell me about it. And to sh- and Candace, for you taking the time to send me all those photos. It's just been, um, it's been a fascinating couple days since we met looking at... Uh, looking at this whole thing through my phone. My iPhone has become much more interesting since I made contact with you. (laughs) Well, you're very welcome. Anybody watching the show tonight, Mm -hmm. if you have answers for us, please answer us. I have a feeling there isn't anyone that has answers for us, but um, we sure appreciate any interest, any help, any anything. but it's not really bothering us, really. Uh, but we thought it was important that other people should know what we're seeing and what's right over our heads. Mm-hmm. And that we're not the only ones experience the, experiencing this. this. Yeah. yeah, we'd like to know if there's other people going through this too. 
Yeah, because that's really what brought you to the UFOs Above Canada Facebook group is you were yeah. you were just looking to connect with other people in your area to see if, you know, yeah. is this just us that sees yeah. this every night? Uh, <laughs> turns out, yeah, for the most part, it is. <laughs> but it's... Oh, uh, well, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, for but now. I'm, I'll include some contact information for people who want to email you or whatnot because um, okay. there, there may be people there. I know there's a lot of people in the Facebook group in Ontario as well that do the CE5, um, oh. which is which is techniques that can be used to make contact with uh, yeah. extraterrestrials in the sky. Um, yes. So there's lots of people out there that would love, I'm sure, to talk to you and hear more of your stories and see more of your pictures. So again, I just, oh. I'm very thankful to have made contact with, with you and I'm we thankful that they've made contact with you both. Yes. Well, thank, thank you, you, Jordan. Thank you so much. Well, we'll wrap it up with that. To us. Yes. Absolutely. My pleasure. So we'll, uh, we'll all talk again soon. I hope. All right. Thank you. Uh, you have a great night. You too. Good night. Nice, nice meeting you both. Yes. You too. I want to thank you for joining me for this discussion surrounding Candace and Anagate's reoccurring UFO experiences. But before we part tonight, I want to give some thanks. First, a huge thank you to Candace and Anagate for sharing their strange story with us. For anyone out there who'd like to connect with them, or connect with others like them, or simply share your story, I encourage you to join the UFOs Above Canada discussion group on Facebook. I have a link to the group in this episode description. Next, I want to give a huge thank you to Monty Data for contributing the music for this episode. It's a piece called Noir Tokyo. And lastly, a massive thank you to everyone who listens to Nighttime. Without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. But with that said, keeping the show alive is and has always been an uphill battle. So if you want to take a bit of weight off the show's back, please subscribe to the premium feed. Not only will it keep the show moving, it'll give you more of each topic than you're going to find here in the free feed as I'm adding exclusive content weekly. So for about the price of a cup of coffee, help keep the show alive and subscribe to the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And with that said, let me thank the newest supporters of the show. Jessica, Mark, Laura, and Anne-Marie, thank you all for your generous support. And for anyone else out there who'd like to support the show but can't help financially, you can give me a big hand by simply sharing the episodes on social media and letting your friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, news tips, or if you want to give feedback on a show, you can reach me at nighttimepodcast.com contact. As well, I'm on social media. I'm using Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and I'm live on YouTube most Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday nights at 9 Eastern. So until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte.